Welcome to the Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. I'm May, intuitive writer, speaker, and founder of the luxury journaling brand, Luxuriously Fierce. My mission is to guide you in coming back to your natural state of luxury. Step into the power of luxury journaling to unload what no longer serves you, unlock subconscious programming, and awaken passion and purpose. Becoming Luxuriously Fierce is a movement. It is for the woman who is ready to listen to the whispers of her soul, to tap into the ancient wisdom she came here with. It is for the woman who is ready to be bold, step into her feminine power, and lead herself to luxury. It is for the woman who is ready to let go of the subconscious programming that no longer serves her, align with her passion, and become her truest self. You are made for big things. You are made to be bold. You are made for luxury. Are you ready? Welcome back to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I am so excited today to have Taylor Berenger with me. Taylor is a women's empowerment coach, a certified breathwork facilitator, and food and body somatic healing coach. She's also a dancer and a mom. So basically, she's just a badass woman who does all the things, is what I'm gathering. But Taylor helps those who identify as women stop judging their bodies and reclaim their freedom, pleasure, and happiness. She is passionate about guiding women and those who identify as women back to loving their bodies. Taylor, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for this conversation, mostly just because I know how powerful it's going to be because I know how helpful it's going to be and how just empowering it's going to be for me, (laughs) if I'm going to get a little selfish about it. (laughs) But just for anybody who needs this kind of encouragement in coming back to this place of love in their body. And so thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am equally as excited as you are to have this conversation. I... I can't like this could not have come in a more perfect time like personally I'm moving through loving my body more and I just in general love conversations about body wisdom and listening to your body and having a relationship with your body because your body is where your intuition comes from it's where just your being is right in this 3d physical world you know we all have this physical body but even beyond that connecting with our intuition and connecting with our most favorite self or highest self highest self connecting with our you know soul and our freedom and pleasure and joy and abundance and just all of the things Mm -hmm. comes from this space and so this is going to be so amazing and I cannot wait so let's dive in (laughs) and can you let's start first can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you were versus where you are now and how you got into this work. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of um, a spread out, like sporadic journey for me. Yeah, these are the best I, stories. Yep. So I started out um, training as a dancer pretty much my whole life. And that's really where my connection with my body started was through my dance journey. I'm still a dancer today, um, but it looks very different from where I was before. Um, So I started out training as a dancer and really where this put me was in connection with my body, 
but still in a way where I was learning to be really at war with my body and myself. Um, so I was learning that my, my worth was defined by my physical body. Um, so really, I grew up in this way where I, I started to believe that my worth was defined by my physical body. And as I grew up in with these beliefs, um, they started to show up in every single part of my life, my relationships, um, the way that I ate, what I did, the way I exercised, just the way that I lived my life and treated myself. And really what it did was created so much stress and anxiety in my life. And that was the root of where the stress and anxiety really started for me. Um, and that was pretty much like the, the main struggle for me that was keeping me from self-love and loving my body and a deeper sense of pleasure and happiness and aliveness in myself that I always talk about today on my Instagram and all of the things um, was the stress and anxiety around my body and myself really like I didn't believe that I was enough because of um, my dance journey and because of um, how I moved through my life in in those states and in those beliefs. Um, yeah, so that's where I started. I actually got pregnant at 18 and I had my son at 19, which was really this like big uh, interruption in the way that I was living and the things that I was doing and the and what I was believing that was really affecting my story with my body and myself because it was like going from constantly exercising and working on having the perfect body being the perfect person like um, having these strict workout schedules and these dance schedules and these diets and all of the things that were really causing the stress in my life to just like sitting and rocking a baby. <laughs> and then from there, I really started to even question my worth even more because I couldn't really do the things that I thought were bringing me happiness um, and that I thought were making me lovable, that I thought were making me enough. I couldn't do them anymore. Um, so having my son so young was really like this huge wake up point for me where I had to start questioning, like, what, how did I feel inside my body? Like, do I want to keep, um, keep moving forward like this? Or do I want to shift and change and heal? Um, so from there, I started to just like dive into more healing work. I mean, I've always been in the entrepreneur space, just from being a dancer my whole life dancers are entrepreneurs pretty much um so I've always like just been interested in um being an entrepreneur owning my own business all of those things so I started to dive into you know like how um how I can help people as well as myself through these types of things um and through there I found somatic healing work and I really just uh, started to dive into like, how can I heal my own relationship with my own body uh, through the somatic healing work? And it completely shifted everything about my life. Um, so from the time where I had my son up until now, I've been getting certified as a breathwork facilitator, um, a somatic healing coach, and really just fully completely diving into shifting my own relationship with my own body, my own self, my own life, um, and doing the same for other women as well. That is so 
um, so amazing, so powerful. There's so much I want to unpack in that. <laughs> and this is why I love hearing people's stories because there's so much within them. And I think when we hear our own story or we if we sit and think about our own story, we tend to have this idea that it's just like, well, this is my story and it's fine, it, or like, it was really empowering for me, it works for me. But what we don't realize, or so many of us don't realize, is how impactful our stories are and how empowering they are for other people. And one thing out of the many things that you said that stood out to me was, I didn't believe that I was enough. Mm -hmm. And that is something that... You know what, if if there is a single person on this earth who has never at one point in their lives not, like, never felt that, never felt like they weren't enough, I would love to meet them. <laughs> but the reality is that we have all, every single one of us, whether we even want to admit it to ourselves, much less to other people, we have all felt like we weren't enough at one point or another or maybe our entire lives. And that, mm. just speaking about that... And being able to say those words is, I know from personal experience, um, and I'm sure that this is something you can resonate with as well, but w just even saying those words to yourself is so freeing. Mm -hmm. In the way that you get to say, I didn't believe that I was enough. And then, like, when... I know from when I kind of admitted that to myself, it was almost like I felt the energy of that leave. Mm -hmm. And that's so beautiful. And I love it's so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you hate that people feel like they aren't enough, but the realization is really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the polarity from going from, not believing or feeling like you're enough to feeling like you're enough like that in itself like brings so much pleasure into your journey because the difference is just so deep it feels so different inside of your body when you know what it feels like to not feel enough and you can have awareness around that and recognize it and then finally feel enough in your body and believe like at the deepest level that you are enough. Not to say that I don't have insecurities now because I 100% do, <laughs> um, but it, it, there's a difference between how I move through them now versus how I got stuck in them before, you know? Um, and, and being able to move through them in the way that I do now, again, like brings so much pleasure into my body because it's just like holding myself and loving myself deeper. Um, so just like that polarity alone is so special and so deep to me. It's so incredible. And there's so much freedom mm -hmm. in being able to recognize, okay, I'm feeling insecure today, or I'm, you know, feeling a little off, not feeling very confident, being able to recognize those emotions, being able to trace that back to something whether it be an old thought, belief, pattern, whether it be kind of a trigger maybe that you saw on TV or on Instagram or whatever it might have been, or maybe even just seeing 
feeling that way and going, I'm not really sure where this came from, but here it is. I've identified Mm -hmm. it and now I can move through it. There's so much freedom in being able to see it and shift it. Oh yeah, totally. Like I said before, you know, I would get stuck in it. And I think that's the source of so many, um, so many women's stress and anxiety and perfectionism is around how we get stuck in the belief that we are not enough because we just get stuck there and then we spiral. (laughs) Um, But like you said, when we can have awareness around it and really know how to hold ourselves through it and move through it, there's so much empowerment and freedom that comes with that. I 100% agree. Let's talk about being stuck there for a minute because Mm -hmm. when I, what just came through for me when you were speaking just now was that we get stuck because for a lot of us we get stuck because there's just just so much coming at us all the time in the way of the media and in the way of the world and in the way of just the structure that in the society that we live in that we're constantly being bombarded with we're not good enough Mm -hmm. and we're constantly being just you know shown what is quote-unquote good enough um, and even that is constantly changing. And so we're just just always being fed this idea of what it means to be good enough. And I think for a lot of us, that's where we get stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that... So, in like, inside of your programs, inside of your coaching... Um, is this something that you see a lot of? Oh yeah, 100%. It's pretty much like we don't know a different way of living and feeling and doing things until we see a different way, pretty much. And so if we're just fed what society is feeding us or what the people around us are feeding us and we're not actually tapped into our own bodies, we are just living our lives from what we are seeing and hearing and we don't know what's actually possible because we haven't seen or felt it yet and so in in um my programs and in my containers what i really do is guide women back into their own bodies so that they can have their own ways of connecting to their own selves and feeling enough in their own body. So they're not looking externally for for those answers anymore. They're now looking internally, internally (laughs) for their own answers. I love that. And I like so many people, and I know this is something I've personally struggled with, is turning inward. And we don't, Mm -hmm. we're not taught how to turn inward. No. We're not (laughs) really, you know, at any point in our lives until we actively seek out a coach or a mentor or someone to help us with this, we're not at any point guided in learning about ourselves and mm-hmm. our own and our being and who we are at our core. We're constantly being fed this idea of who we quote unquote should be or should become. Mm-hmm. For someone who is like, I want to make these changes but I don't know how to move inward. I don't know what listening to my body looks like. I don't know what that feels like. 
energetically or even physically, emotionally, mentally. How do you guide someone through that? Yeah. In a, I mean, I know that that's like, it's like that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. But <laughs> kind of in a general kind of sense, I guess. Yeah. So like you said, it is a lot because there are a lot of different, um, there are a lot of different things we can consider. Like what experiences have you experienced? What, what trauma have you experienced? What trauma have your ancestors experienced? You know, there's so many things that we get to consider when moving into and connecting back into the body. Cause some people don't feel as safe most people don't feel safe to connect into their bodies. Let's just put it that way. But some people feel less safe to connect into their bodies. So sometimes the process looks a little bit different um, and it's really individual. And I really like to say that, that it's really individual because our bodies need and like and desire different things from each other. And that's okay, right? But in a general sense, I would say like, what is your body feeling today? Like, what are the sensations happening inside of your body right now in this moment? And can you just like take a second to pay attention to what is actually going on inside of your body versus the stories that you have in your mind, right? So what are you actually feeling? And there's like a hardiness to that. There's like a grounding to that because you can actually feel and say, oh, I'm feeling this way. And I know that's true because my body is feeling that way. And so that's, that's like the guide right there versus, you know, the stories in our minds, we question ourselves when we're trying to like move through beliefs and like the stories in our minds. And that takes us further away from our bodies. So um, really focusing on what is, what are you feeling? What is the hearty sense of feeling inside of your body right now? What emotions are you feeling? Not why are you feeling that way, but what is actually, what are you actually feeling right now? Oh, I love that. And I, I love that you just said, what are you actually feeling right now? Not why, like, don't worry about the why (laughs) we're so focused on the why all the time (laughs) that we can't actually connect with the what. And I feel like what just came through for me right now was that connecting with your body is so grounding and even when you have no idea what you're doing if you're new to this work and you know it's scary and you're not sure what to expect connecting with your body and asking yourself what am I feeling right now is so grounding because when we start to do this internal work there's a lot that comes up and our mind does get in the way and it becomes really chaotic and it can get really chaotic really overwhelming really quickly and personally I feel like that's where a lot of people just stop in building this relationship with their body and coming back to their body and so being able to sit and say what am I feeling is really grounding Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and not worrying about the why Yeah, the why it matters to a point, you know, we can go deeper, we can do the inner child healing, right, we can do the higher self healing, the ancestor healing, we can go into all of that. 
but that doesn't matter if we're going to go into it from the mind's space, right? From this chaotic mental space. So first we get to tap into the body, right? Um, and if we can tap into the body, we can make it really, really simple. We can just ask ourselves, okay, what am I feeling right now? And what do I need? <laughs> That's really what healing is. It's showing ourselves the care and the love that we didn't get before that we actually needed. And we get to give that to ourselves right now. That is connecting to your body. That is creating a loving relationship with your body. And it sounds so simple. It is very profound because many of us don't um, remember how to do it because of society's conditioning. But we, if we can just practice, oh, how am I feeling right now? What do I actually need? What are my emotional needs right now? What are my spiritual needs right now? What are my physical needs right now? Can I meet them? Can I stop looking externally for validation of what my needs might be? And can I actually like look within what are my needs right now? Oh, I love that. That's so, it's so profound. And I love, one of my favorite things about this kind of work is how simple mm -hmm. you can put something that is so profound. Like saying that coming back to your body and loving your body and listening to your body, when you say it, it's so simple. And it involves, it involves a lot of deep work, um, mm -hmm. which can bring up a lot of fear and ego and, and that kind of thing. But there's so, there's such a profoundness in the simplicity of that. Because mm -hmm. as a society, we're just so conditioned to be following the chaos and the drama. And things can't be that simple. It can't be that easy. And it's just like, no. It gets yeah, to be, it yeah. gets to be that simple. And that doesn't mean that things are not going to come up that kind of throw you off course or, you know, mm -hmm. derail the train. But being able to recognize that and come back to that state of simplicity is so empowering and so profound. And I think that another thing that just came up for me when you were speaking was we get to do this inner child work the moving through the trauma, the traumatic experiences, painful experiences. We get to do the ancestral healing and moving through the generational trauma and, and all those kinds of things. And that is a lot of mind work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as children, we're so much more connected to our bodies and to our intuition and, and to ourselves. And when we feel fear as children, we shake. And you see, mm -hmm. and dogs do this as well, um, you know, and we, we shake, like our bodies shake. And that is a physical reaction um, or hiccup is a really common one for children. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this physical reaction to this mental state or to this emotional state that we, we don't grow out of it. We're conditioned by society out of it. Yeah. And so even doing the inner child work now as an adult getting out of your mind and into your body is so powerful one because it works mm -hmm. and because <laughs> your body is the way through that but also because it brings you back to that child version of you that needed this yes yeah 
And that's, that's it. Like that's the healing that takes place when you go through the body. If we're going through the mind and we're like thinking of the inner child healing and like why this happened and like how we can fix this, then we're just going to keep going in that cycle of like trying to fix ourselves. But when we go through the body and we connect to our inner child there of how our inner child actually felt, and then we can meet our inner child's needs through the body and give that to ourselves right now, then we're not cycling through those spirals of like trying to fix ourselves. We're actually just like in a space of healing and it heals. <laughs> it's, it's really magical, honestly. When we can go through the body, it's really magical. And this is just, it just rings the phrase, like, get out of your head and into your body. Mm -hmm. So true. That's been, like, the biggest thing for me, honestly, because I am such a heady person. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I struggled with anxiety and stress so much. Even as a young child, I would always just be so worried. It was... It was really intense for me before, and I'm, I'm not quite sure where that all came from. I definitely see it in my mom, um, but I definitely think it's some past life stuff as well, which I've been working on healing, um, but it doesn't really matter where it came from. It's just like, get out of my mind and into my body, and when I can do that, I feel more safe, more grounded, and I can actually move through what is coming up, and then I can clear my system. And then I'm tapped back into pleasure and aliveness and just like in my body. I love that. And then just there's so much like <laughs> my brain wants to talk about so many different things. It just like <laughs> on, on all these tangents. <laughs> the beauty of these kinds of conversations because there's so much. There's so much to unpack and I love it. But the thing that the thing that's coming through the strongest is when we get in our minds our mind just gets in the way and that comes through the ego which is just for anybody who is like what the hell's the ego it's you know a mechanism inside of within you that keeps you safe its job is to keep you safe so it's the thing that keeps you from crossing the street on a red light so you don't get hit by a car and it's also the thing that keeps you from making changes in your life because even when you don't want to be in this space that you're currently in it's familiar and so your ego wants to keep you in that space but being able to identify what is your ego and what is your intuition is a really powerful mind hack I guess mm -hmm. and being able to question the thoughts that come through your mind is this my intuition or is this my ego I think for me personally, I'm just thinking about a personal experience during like a past life regression meditation. <laughs> Since now we're talking about past lives, I'm going to scoop that in there too. <laughs> um, so basically like inside of this meditation, I was guided to move through something and I heard like audibly and I'm clairaudient. So I hear messages from my guides and I heard like, wait. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped and then I was like, wait. Who said wait? And I realized, oh no, that's my ego trying to mm. keep me in this space. And so I kept moving, moving through this meditation. And um, and it was really beautiful. And it was a really empowering moment. And so 
can we talk a little bit about intuition, which is, we tend to think of it as a mind thing, um, Mm -hmm. but it does actually come through your body um, and body somatic healing and kind of what that looks like all encompassing the relationship between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love talking intuition. It's that's also been one of the biggest things that has completely like reduced my stress and anxiety is learning to follow my intuition and trusting my body. And so that brings me to saying that our intuition is connected to our bodies, right? The way that we feel that we are connected to our intuition is the way that we feel in our bodies. So if we're trying to connect to our intuition from our minds, we are not going to feel a clear sense of answers because our intuition is in our body, right? So we can tell the difference between ego and intuition by when we are connected into our ego, it's going to feel chaotic instead of our bodies, right? Because our ego is telling us things out of fear because our ego is this mechanism to keep us safe. But our intuition is rooted in truth and only truth, right? Our intuition is the truest part of ourselves. It's rooted in love. It's rooted in acceptance. It's rooted in the truest nature of who we actually are. Right. And so when we are connected into our intuition, that's what it will feel like instead of our bodies. But in order to feel that and like connect to it, sometimes there is healing that gets to take place in order to um, connect into it. Right. Because sometimes, well, I can remember back when I first started this journey, you know, my coach would be like, connect into your intuition. Like, what is your intuition saying? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I feel so chaotic. (laughs) Like I feel anxiety right now. My stomach hurts. I don't know. Um, And that's because there was like trauma covering my intuition around trusting myself, right? So in order to feel that clear channel, we have to, or we get to do healing work sometimes around that channel in order to trust it and feel it and feel safe to trust ourselves. That's one of the biggest things is like feeling safe to connect into that place and trust ourselves because our intuition feels really good. It feels really grounding. It feels knowing, right? It feels um, stable. And in today's society, we are so used to being in a chaotic state, being connected into our egos and minds that oftentimes being connected into such a steady safe and grounding and knowing space where you trust yourself feels less safe than the chaotic stuff. (laughs) So sometimes also the healing work is uh, healing your relationship to how it feels to connect into your intuition, right? The, The deep sense of knowing and trusting yourself and what that actually feels like. And, oh, this is actually a safe thing for me to feel. Because we're taught, especially as women, we're taught not to trust ourselves and trust our bodies. So we have to kind of relearn, remember how to trust our intuitions and our bodies in order to like create that clear channel. I don't know if that answered your question or that's what you wanted to hear, but you know. (laughs) No, that was perfect. I love, okay, the thing that just stood out for me the most I think everything that you say just just speaks to my soul, but I love that you just said that connecting with our truest self, connecting with our body and our intuition is more chaotic for us 
than being in our mind, which is inherently chaotic mm-hmm. because we're so conditioned to be in our mind that we don't even consider it chaotic anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a powerful yeah, this, realization. This realization was huge for me too, because the same thing goes for pleasure. The same thing goes for love. The same thing goes for um, anything really that is like our innate nature, you know? So why can't we um, release stress and like relieve our stress? Because that's our innate nature, but we're taught to be stressed all of the time, right? Why can't we feel the depth of pleasure? Because we are taught that pleasure needs to be earned or we're taught Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we that's not our innate state but it's like relearning like no it's actually safe to like sit and like be in these spaces be in the state of like trust within my own body that's so powerful (laughs) i love it so much and i the thing that just came through for me is like like you said we're taught to be just stressed all the time and like being stressed is normal and it's seen as a badge of honor and if you're burnt out and exhausted and overwhelmed well you're doing something right yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah <laughs> it's, it's so insane to me that that's how we live and that's how our society is structured and it's something that I see in my personal um, coaching practices when people start journaling and that's my methodology and so when people mm-hmm. start journaling and they start laying out all of that overwhelm and stress in front of them then this space is created within Mm because when you let it out you create space space for new energy for pleasure for happiness for freedom but what happens a lot of times is people create this space and then they go oh shit what do i do with all this space i better fill it back with the things (laughs) that I tried to let go of in the first place (laughs) Uh and um, we've all been guilty of it. These repeating patterns and this fear that pops up, the ego that pops up and keeps us in this space. Mm -hmm. Just now on the other side of that, it sometimes is really for me. I'm just like, okay, everybody, let's just come to this side just forget about it and just come to this side. Yeah. But of course you can't, you know, you can't do that and you can't make people come to your side of things. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that so much. And this, this space that we create is where all the magic happens. Mm-hmm. It's where the freedom is, where the pleasure is, where the happiness is. It's mm-hmm. where you are. It's where you are. It's where your truest self is. Yeah. And like spaciousness doesn't necessarily mean like all of the struggles or the insecurities or like the stress isn't present because it definitely 100% still runs through my body. But it's, I have a different relationship to it now. Now for me, it's a signal inside of my body that something needs to be taken care of. of. Something needs to be loved more, be accepted more, because that's actually what creates stress and anxiety is our lack of acceptance and love for ourselves because we're at war with ourselves essentially. So now it's just like a different relationship to that. It's not that I'm not human. (laughs) I'm still experiencing like human things, 
right? Yesterday, I definitely broke down and cried about my business. <laughs> um, I'm still experiencing like human stress, right? But I have a different relationship to it now where it's like, oh, I'm feeling stress. How, what do I need right now? What is my emotional need right now? How can I give that to myself, right? And that's what creates the spaciousness is how we are able to love ourselves and hold ourselves in those, in that humanness, you know? And that's also what creates like the deep pleasure as well as like getting really intimate with ourselves in that way and like holding ourselves in that. Oh my God, I love that so much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take a moment and integrate that. <laughs> oh, that was so powerful so powerful and it reminds me of this phrase that I have a very love-hate relationship with (laughs) um and the phrase and you hear it a lot especially in the spiritual entrepreneurship world or the spiritual world in general is it doesn't have to be hard or it gets to be Mm -hmm. easy and there's truth to it don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. there's truth to those phrases but it will be hard because this work is hard it will be hard because there are always going to be triggers or something that is going to circle back to you. It will be hard because this is an ebb and flow kind of journey. Your energy ebbs and flows. Your connection to your body ebbs and flows. Yes. It will be hard. And when it's hard, not if it's hard, when, are you going to show up for yourself? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. And when I hear that phrase, it doesn't have to be hard or it gets to be easy. When I hear it, the first thing that comes to mind for me is I know that there was a time in my life where if I had heard that phrase, I would have taken it very literally. And so when things got hard, I would have assumed that, oh, this isn't for me. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. you know, so-and-so said that it doesn't have to be hard or so if it's hard for me right now, then this must not be meant for me. Yeah. And now I can see beyond that, but it will be hard and you've got to show up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's where this acceptance comes in that you were talking about that how we have this lack of acceptance for who we are, for who we are at our core for even just accepting our intuition, our intuitive gifts, and accepting a solid, grounding, loving relationship with our bodies and with our truest being. Yeah, I think the type of hard, like, changes when you start accepting yourself. My, my mentor, Samantha Skelly, always says, choose your hard, mm-hmm. um, meaning that we can choose the hard that's, like, the struggle and, like, the the trauma right staying stuck in our trauma and our struggle and just like being in stress and anxiety or we can choose the hard that's like leaning into the triggers and doing the inner work that is still painful but there's a different um there's a different like uh what am I trying to say here there's like a different feeling to it there's a different way of moving through it that is filled with love and pleasure because you're holding yourself on such an intimate level versus the other way where when you're rooted in stress and struggle and all of those things where you're really disowning yourself you're not paying attention to your own body you're not paying attention to yourself but if we can come back to love 
and acceptance we're holding ourselves in it and so the pain becomes um I don't really want to say like less painful because it's still painful but it becomes um more pleasurable if that makes sense um because we are able to hold ourselves in love and that's really what we've been searching like all of us on a human level have been searching for our entire lives is that love that we can hold that we can only hold ourselves in right on an individual level hold ourselves in and on a collective level hold each other in right that's what we've been searching for and so if we can do that the the pain becomes more pleasurable it becomes more of a space of experience i'm experiencing life and life is moving through me versus life is happening to me right and that life is happening to me is like where the stress and the struggle is this is like this is a broken record at this point but i freaking love that <laughs> that's so it's so powerful i'm just gonna keep saying that throughout this entire episode um it's a hill that you want to climb right versus the hill that you are told to climb mm -hmm. when you start moving yeah. through this work yeah. and so the relationship with that pain and that fear and the ego and the trauma whatever it is that comes up is different because you're mm -hmm. ready for it and mm -hmm. it's something that you are willing to move through, knowing that what's on the other side is you at your truest self and you in your personal power. And the thing that just came through for me as well was a powerful collective is made up of powerful individuals. And that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to say is that when we hold space for ourselves, and we connect with ourselves and we have this deep love and this deep relationship with ourselves, we then get to do that for other people in one, showing them that it's possible because when you do that for yourself, you show other people that it's possible for them to do the same. And then two, if you move through this work and it's you at your core and you and your truest being and you move into coaching and mentorship then you get to help other individuals do the same thing. And together we build this collective mm -hmm. of powerful, loving people. Yeah, yeah. Like the the essence of who we are becomes the medicine. Oh, you know, it is because like if we can like, if we can be the medicines for ourselves, like if we can hold that love that we've been searching for for so long, if we can hold that for ourselves, and like bring that healing to ourselves and then if we can show up in that way in that space with other people that is healing in itself to just be in the presence of somebody who is who is doing this healing work and who is integrating this healing work that's healing in itself and that's huge so if you're just like doing this work and you're um you're with other people, which you 100% are, <laughs> you're, you're helping healing the collective as well. I love it. Then you're never alone in this kind of journey. No. Yeah. And I think that that has a certain power to it because I know for so many people, myself included, starting in this journey of even like spirituality and you know learning about my intuition and my Claire and 
body wisdom and all these kinds of things. Shadow work was a big one. It can feel really lonely. And I think that there's, there's this part of this work where you feel like you're going to lose everything, yeah. right? You start to unravel whatever it is that needs to be unraveled, the, the pain, the experiences, the patterns and thoughts and beliefs that your ego attaches to you. And you feel like you're just losing everything. Mm-hmm. And you are. <laughs> <laughs> you are, definitely. But in the best way. Because on the other side of all of that losing is you at your yeah. core, in your truest being, in full personal power, in full embodiment, in full love mm-hmm. and freedom and happiness and pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're shedding the conditioning, right? You're, you're shedding society's conditioning, essentially. That feels like you in the moment, like for me, like it felt like it still sometimes feels like me and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm dying. (laughs) But actually it's like what I believed to be true that actually wasn't serving me at the deepest level. And if I can just let that piece go, then I'm so much more in touch with myself at the deepest, at a deeper level. So powerful. (laughs) And I definitely resonate with that having move through that and still even moving through that myself as like I was saying to you just before we started is that more most recently I'm connecting back into my body learning how to connect back into my body specifically my womb space mm-hmm. but um you know the relationship with my intuition is like, something that I've had since I was a child and then of course there was a period of my life where I forgot about it, you know, let it go, fell into the boxes. Um, Mm. But now it's come back to me. And I've realized that as as the connection with my intuition grows and I am able to tap into it a lot more and a lot on a deeper level, the relationship and the connection that I have with my body also needs to evolve and grow. Mm. So that's something that I'm moving through and I love it. And I think, you know, there becomes a, a point when you start to do this work, when you start to connect with yourself and meet yourself in love and acceptance that connecting with your body and moving through that pain or trauma, the patterns of thoughts, all of those things becomes exciting. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. becomes like just so exciting because you know what's on the other side of that. And mm-hmm. you just, you get to the point where you're in your life and you're just like, I'm ready for this empowerment. I'm mm-hmm. ready to accept myself as I am. I'm ready to love myself as I am. I'm ready for the freedom that comes with that and the pleasure and the joy that comes with that. Yeah. And that's part of the pleasure that I was talking about 
is that it's not just at the other side of whatever you're moving through. It's like in the process of it because it's like you're holding yourself deeper. You feel the love that you're holding for yourself, right? When I'm moving through something, I can deeply feel the love that I'm holding for myself in that moment, which was not there before I started this work. Before I started this work, that that love was there, but I just couldn't feel it. And I didn't um, remember how to like tap into it and access it, right? Um, and so like that's part of the pleasure that I'm talking about. And also just like knowing that on the other side is just a, such a deeper connected version of yourself. Um, but one thing that I will say, something that I have struggled with is like an addiction to the doing the work kind of thing, right? So like for me, I am a hard worker and like that's what I've always identified as before I started doing this work is like, oh, I'm a hard worker and I like push through this stuff and like I can hold all these things. Like I'm a dancer, like I work really hard, all of these things. Um, and like, as I started to dive into this work, um, those, those beliefs just like got transferred over into this healing work. So when I wasn't moving through something, I'd be like, what's wrong with me? And I would search for something that was wrong with me, wrong quotation marks over wrong, <laughs> um, in order to like find something else to work on instead of, okay, nothing is coming up. Can I just like sit and like marinate in this space of like pleasure and connectedness that I am in now instead of like searching for something to pull up? So we can get in that trap, right? Of, um, of like needing to be constantly moving through something. If we are like, oh, there's so much pleasure on the other side of this. I can't wait to like move through something else because I know I got caught in that trap and I still do sometimes. But part of the work is also, yes, moving through things and holding ourselves in the pain and like shedding the layers and doing the inner work, but also how much can I allow myself to marinate in the spaciousness, right? Of just being, of just in pleasure, of just in love, whether that's like just with yourself or maybe it's with your partner, right? Maybe it's with your family. Maybe there's nothing for you to work through right now. Can you just like be in this space and like enjoy and like let your whole body open up into that? Oh, I love that. And just an integrating. Yeah. That shifts. When you move through something, there's a lot that shifts within your DNA changes, your energy shifts, and you open yourself up to almost becoming like a more energetic being. And you've got to integrate that energy Mm-hmm. And allow it to kind of a, allow the dust to settle, I guess, if you will, um, before you start cleaning again. Yeah. <laughs> but something that came through for me was this this idea, you know, always finding something, quote unquote, wrong with with you, like always feeling like you need to do more and more work. St- all c- one, I think. I definitely relate to what you're saying about how pleasurable that is because you know what comes on the other side, but also mm-hmm. kind of stems from this idea, from the idea that we we're talking about earlier about not being good enough. Like, yeah. well, I wasn't good enough for this or that, this other thing. And I've moved through this, but there's probably something else there because I'm not good enough. 
Mm. Mm -hmm. There's, I just love, this is one of my favorite things about this kind of work is how many different perspectives there are and just how deep this work can go. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much depth to it. Yeah. And it's on such a personal level and a collective level. Yes. But like on a personal level, like getting honest with yourself, because some things that I know, like some things that I see, like my mentors moving through, I move through such different things. And I would like catch myself comparing myself to them and like, what, like not knowing like where to go. But this is why I always say the answers are within our own bodies. And if we can just like go back to that simplicity that we talked about before, like, how am I feeling in my body right now? What do I need? (laughs) That simplicity can really like guide us into the path of like our own individual path. And when we go on our own individual path, then we can connect to the collective path so much easier with so much more love and depth. Absolutely. And I love that because I love that you just made that connection because this is such a personal journey that I think that's where a lot of people allow the fear to kind of take over is this is such a personal journey. So maybe nobody will understand, you know, how do I move through this with other people if this is such a personal thing? But anybody who has ever, you know, gone through um, even like a group program or something where they were able to connect with other people who are moving through the same thing in a different way Mm -hmm. will tell you about the power of having a sisterhood or Mm. the people that people surrounding you because even even if we're not talking about spirituality we're not talking about moving through spiritual awakening or processing shadow work or anything like that even in this 3d physical world you can have the same experience with someone, right? You can play on the same soccer team as someone and still experience the team differently, still experience a game Mm -hmm. differently, right? Or something that comes to mind. I've been watching a lot of Chicago Fire, so (laughs) (laughs) the thing that just popped into my mind was like, you know, if there's a fire in your home or in your space, you still, you know, there are other people in the building and you all process that differently. You experience that differently. So you've had the same experience, but you're moving through it differently. And, but there's still something so powerful about being with people who have gone through what you're going through and who are currently going through what you are going through. Mm-hmm. There's a, it's like a safety net. Yeah, it is one of the most healing experiences I've ever had is to have a group of women to hold me in my healing process. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned from that is that um, like our emotions, like the way that we feel inside of our bodies is always so similar. Like we always feel such similar emotions and sensations inside of our bodies as each other. Right. So that's there. Like the, the, um, like the root of the struggle and the pain, like we can really resonate with that with each other. Maybe our stories don't resonate, but like the feelings inside of our bodies resonate, right? And then also on the other side, 
the the love and like our innate nature the medicine that we can hold for each other the love the acceptance the um the spaciousness is also the same right and so maybe our pathways are different maybe our stories are different which makes like our our healing can that makes our healing on an individual level like we were talking about before but the root is similar and the medicine that we can hold for ourselves and each other is the same and that's what connects us and that's what creates like such a healing space when you're in a group of other people or other women or whoever it is right um and just like remembering that when you're in a group of women helps so much as well because sometimes it can be like oh like this person's like moving through i don't like resonate with that and like i feel so alone but if you can just like tap into the felt sensation of the group of what it feels like to be in the group it helps so much like with the with the healing with the energy of it it absolutely does and that was my favorite part of the group programs that I've been involved in and Mm -hmm. even the one-on-one coaching that I've been doing, it's like just holding space, just being seen and heard and understood. It's magical. (laughs) Yeah, it's magical. And there, there truly are no words to describe that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's something it, it, that always baffles me because for me, you know, I, that's what I do. I coach on journaling and words and the impact and the influence of words. But when it comes to speaking about things like the sisterhood, um, or being in a group with whoever it is and being able to be seen and heard and hold space for someone, for someone else and have space be held for you, there, there aren't words to describe that. Mm, Yeah, no. Yeah. It's just magical. (laughs) And the way that you feel in your body when experiencing that is again there aren't words like that feeling is just so yeah magical empowering i will say this just for the women who are maybe like i actually like don't feel that way with Mm -hmm. other women (laughs) at first (laughs) (laughs) yeah at first i felt very threatened and i felt when i when i first like entered a healing group with other women um i felt very threatened i felt like i had to show up perfect all the time i felt in competition um and stressed out (laughs) all the time I was like oh god like my nervous system was like blown out of the water all the time when I would enter into this group and it was a very healing group and it completely changed my life Mm -hmm. um but part of the healing work when we're entering into like a collective of women or a space with other people um is doing healing work around how you relate to other people inside of your body as well Um, So like, it's completely normal if you feel disconnected or you feel um, scared or you feel stressed out when you're in these groups at first, it's completely normal. I experienced that so much. Sometimes I still experience it. Um, And part of that work is just working on feeling safe to be vulnerable in the presence of other women, like feeling safe to be in your body, connect to your body, connect into softness, connect into your heart, connect into vulnerability and humanness. 
in the presence of other women and really tapping into how they are doing the same thing. Um, yeah, so I just want to like put that out there that it's completely normal. <laughs> and I definitely experienced that and still experience it sometimes as well. I remember feeling embarrassed. Yeah. Inside of the program, like feeling like I couldn't share what I wanted to share because I was embarrassed that, you know, that had happened to me or that I felt this certain way or that this was a thing that I was moving through or this was a thing that I needed help with. Like, I felt like I should have been able to do it on my own Mm -hmm. or that nobody would understand or, you know, be able to resonate with whatever experience or whatever thing I was moving through. And I felt embarrassed and even embarrassed to be vulnerable and cry. You know, when you move through this work, and I'm a crier anyway, like I'll cry at a Kodak commercial. But like, (laughs) you know, being able to express your emotions and feel your emotions and be vulnerable with other people is something that we're not taught and a lot of us are not very connected to that. And I remember being very embarrassed by that. And then as the program progressed and as I grew and evolved and, you know, shifted and as I, as I continue to do so, I'm now, you know, I still do feel as new things come up, I feel sometimes not so much embarrassed, hesitant, I guess, hesitant to share But then I'm like, okay, this is how this feels in my body. Like, I feel hesitant right now to share this. Why? (laughs) Because I'm afraid of, you know, being laughed at or whatever it might be. And then I'm like, okay, remember when you shared this other thing, how that felt to let it go. Yeah. You feel that release in your body and you feel the joy of being held, being Mm. given that space. It's just magical. It's (laughs) yeah, it really is. But I think like what holds us back, like I can just think back to the times where I I've always had the struggle of not being able to open up with other people. Um, in an actual, like, like I'll say the things, like I'll talk vulnerably, but I'm not actually feeling it inside of my body. Um, so I'm still like storing all of the things inside of my body instead of just like letting people hold me um, on a deeper level. And so when I've been involved in these different healing containers, one of my struggles was just like not being able to cry. <laughs> like some of the women would just like ball their eyes out and they'd be like, I feel That's so me. much better after. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it used to be me too. Like before I started this healing work, like as a child as well, I mean, I was a very like in touch with my emotions person. Um, but, you know, as time went on, that kind of closed off. Um, but I would always struggle, still struggle sometimes with like being able to like cry in these containers and almost being like jealous of the women who like would feel so much better after they would cry. Um, And like the biggest, one of the biggest moments for me was just like opening up and completely feeling everything that was in my body 
And this was in front of like, maybe, I don't know, like 60 women on a Zoom call and just like opening up to like one of the most vulnerable parts of me and feeling it all and just like bawling, cry, like ugly crying and fully feeling like this is where the magic is, fully feeling held by every single one of those women, not one aspect of judgment fully held every single one of them present, all of the love. And that was just so healing to be able to feel that, wow, I can open up, I can be human, I can cry, I can ugly cry, I can look however I won't look right now and still be held and loved by these women because we're conditioned to be in competition with other women, right? That we have to show up perfect in front of other women because they're going to judge us or we have to compete with them to get somewhere. But if we can like retrain ourselves that, oh, we're actually like safe to like be with each other and be vulnerable with each other. That's where the magic happens. There's nothing more empowering than being able to be vulnerable. Yeah. 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 I'm learning that so much with my partner as well right now is just like really practicing opening up and being vulnerable and just being like, you get to hold me like in this space and I don't have to show up any different. Like the, like I can show up in this space and still be held in love. And just like, also like holding um, that knowing for myself as well. Like really feeling that on um, like an energetic level as well. That's so beautiful. And I wish that for every single person on this earth. Yeah. And this is the result of connecting into your body, right? And like um, doing that healing work around your connection to your body and the sensations in your body. This is the result of this, like the way that you connect with other people, the way that you can open up with other people, the way that you experience pleasure with other people the way that you experience life with other people and yourself and everything is your own connection with yourself first. Um, and that's why the, I do the work that I do. Oh, I just love that so much. <laughs> I think that we could keep this conversation going forever and ever. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I feel that too. <laughs> But it's so powerful and I don't think that this conversation has had enough and I don't think that you can ever speak too much about connecting with your body and your intuition and with yourself mm. and your being. And I mm -hmm. just think this is a conversation that I love to have and I just want to have this conversation with everybody. Mm. Me too. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Me too. It's so empowering. <laughs> this is why I do it. <laughs> oh, I love it so, 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 so much. But, huh, unfortunately, <laughs> let's, let's talk about how people can work with you. So for anybody who is like, oh my God, I need to work with Taylor. Where can they find you? What programs do you have coming up or evergreen? Um, where do people go? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Behringer. For my last name, Behringer, just think about the wine, Behringer wine, but put an H in there. <laughs> that's what it is. So if you're like, how do you spell it? That's how. Um, yeah, so on Instagram, and then you can find me on my website, taylorbehringer.com. 
Um, currently, right now, I am really uh, redoing, I don't think that's the right word, um, working on some shifts and changes on some of my programs right now. Um, so if you want to work with me, reach out to me because I have one-on-one -on -one spaces available right now, but I am going to be having a group program launch as well soon, which is going to be like all of the magic that we were talking about today with a group program and just being really held in so much safety. That's the biggest thing about my containers is they are extremely safe spaces for you to move at the pace that is right for your own body. And that's actually a lot of the work that we do is learning to move with your body. Um, so a group program is going to be launching soon. Um, you can find me on TikTok. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like starting to do TikTok now. <laughs> I'm starting to do TikTok. Um, that's a work in progress, but definitely go over there. And I'm actually going to be launching a podcast soon as well. So be on the lookout for that. Ooh, um, so many things. Yeah, I have so many things. So many things are shifting and changing over in my world. Um, so come join me. Send me a DM if you listen to this episode. I'd love to vibe out on this with you and answer any questions um, and just connect with you. And yeah, that, that's all. I'm definitely going to find you on TikTok now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one last question for you. Question okay. I ask all of my guests. What does luxuriously fierce mean to you? Mm, connected into pleasure. Connected into like your innate right for pleasure and aliveness. Yeah, like, like the innateness of it that's like luxuriously fierce for me because that's like so profound because be, because so many people so much society is like oh you have to earn your way there you have to do certain things you have to look a certain way you have to prove yourself in order to have that but it's like tapping into oh I'm innately worthy of this pleasure I'm innately worthy to be in my body I'm innately worthy to have love that's it that's it for me oh I love it. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a um, fulfilling conversation for me. Oh my gosh. I have loved every single minute of this conversation and I would seriously keep it going. Forever <laughs> me too. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me.